good morning, good morning, good morning. And John 10, 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus, we follow you. We know your voice, for you are our shepherd. No other voice we will follow. We only being led by you and you alone. We do not want to lead ourselves or be led by anybody else but you. And if there's anything in our life that seems to be contrary to what you said over our life and what you're trying to do or release upon us in our life, allow it to be removed right now. If we have other voices other than your voice, remove it right now in the name of Jesus. Things that we are not aware of float to the surface, God. Hallelujah. We thank you so much for your glory. When we go in a secret place and we worship you and we praise you and we talk to you and during our time of fasting and praying without wanting to be seen and heard by man, you reward us openly with your glory, with your light, with your peace, with your happiness, God. We wake up with new songs. We wake up refreshed. We wake up knowing that all things work together for our good. We thank you for blessing us to be here in such a time as this. When your glory is truly being manifested like never before. This is what it looks like to be in a generation of what eyes have never seen, ears have never heard, nor entered into the heart of what you have prepared for those who love you. And you know we love you. We know you first love us. And we thank you so much. We follow you without wondering where you're taking us. For we know that where you're taking us is where we predestined to be. It's where our purpose lies. We thank you for strengthening us. And during this time of preparation, we don't take it lightly for the things that we learned. The things that we grabbed hold to. The things that we grasped. And the things that you told us to let go of. We thank you so much for allowing us to freely worship you. We take no thought of what we're going to do or what's going to happen, eat or drink or any other matter. For you are our shepherd. We shall not want anything. And if we don't want anything, then that means our needs are taken care of. We thank you so much for meeting us where we are. Meeting every need and every want, every heart's desire, seeing it come to pass. Hallelujah. We thank you so much for giving us beauty for our ashes. We've been told we were this and that from the world. The world trying to strip us from our love. Strip us from our awareness, our knowledge, the wisdom you put inside of us through our relationship and communion with you. 
But somehow we knew deep down within it was a lie. We thank you that we can call you and you answer. Before we call you, you already answer. Before we look up, you already looking upon us. You're already here. No more days. We have to wonder where are thou? You are here. Hallelujah. I feel so much of your presence like never before. Yesterday I was in a powerful soaking session. And then when I got home, I began to continue my worship, my praise. And then all of a sudden, God took me to where he was. Not where he was here with me, but where he was in heaven. And in heaven, it was God was just crafting me and crafting me and preparing me. And now that I've been prepared, he said, come out. I was in heaven and then you had heavenly hosts on one side and heavenly hosts on another side. And he was like, come out and have me walk down the aisle. So I was walking and I was, I was walking slow, but I was walking. God was like, come out. He said it like three times, come out. And more I was coming out, he was still, he was prophesying for me, come out, come out, come out. And when, every time he said, come out. He was taking me up higher and exposing me. He was exposing me to heavenly hosts. He was exposing me to the angelic realms. He was exposing me in heaven first. Because we can only have on earth as it is in heaven. So in order for you to receive anything of God on earth, it has to first be manifested in the kingdom. His kingdom come, then the will be done. So in order for me to be exposed in the earth as he crafted me, he had to allow it to take place first in heaven. Hallelujah. The angels were cheering. Heavenly host was like, wow. Look what you created. And I had a spiritual leader who said to me yesterday, Do you know why God chose you? He, he could have chose anybody he wanted. Before you were in your mother's womb, he chose you. He knew how he was going to craft you. The devil is such a liar, you guys. I walked around this earth feeling like, is there anybody else like me? Not saying nobody else worship God. Not saying nobody else have a heart for God. But it's just like, I just felt like, it. I felt incomplete. Like, where is, is there anybody else? So I didn't see anybody else. I didn't feel anybody else has God created me. But I continue on with my walk. I had people look at me, my title. I had looks, people look at me like, oh my gosh, you look powerful. I feel God's power. You talk different. You praise differently. You pray differently. You talk about God differently. You express God's His power is different on your life. You're this, you're that. You unfamiliar. You misunderstood. And I had all that's been said to me my entire life. To walk in a room and people look at you like they can identify your difference. 
And so I begin to say, well, God, I was, maybe I should be more like other people because I'm being too singled out. Not knowing what I'm asking. God said, are you ashamed? Are you ashamed? I was ashamed for a quick second. And now that God delivered me and gave me freedom. Freedom to be exactly what he called me to be on the earth. Now everybody running to me because what I am, who God created me to be, is definitely needed in such a time as this. The devil is a liar. He wanted me to hate who I was because he knew the impact that I would have upon this world. And now that I'm seeing that God opening up doors and showing me why he created me this way. I see that many people now begin, their looks were like, I, you, you better be blessed you have that. We would like to have some of that. But we have our own. And we all created to fulfill God's purpose for our life on our own mission. But we do it all on one accord. Wherever you are in the body of Christ, it doesn't even matter comparing yourself with somebody else. Know that you are important. The place of the body of Christ you are in is important. You just be considered to be glad you in the body. I don't care if you the head. I don't care if you the eyes. I don't care if you the mouthpiece. I don't care if you the feet. You just keep it moving and keep that body function on one accord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how important praise is. Praise is very important. God, it's like I'm right here with God. Right here. He wanted me right here. I'm right where I'm supposed to be today. This season right here today is where he want me to be. I'm this higher in God today. I hear about the great leaders. You know about all the great leaders that we read about in the books, been talked about in class. And for God to tell you, you are amongst one of those, but even greater are you just because of the time that you are in. You have a great impact on this entire earth. Guess how much I'm going to use you. You are blessed, indeed, favored, and graced. Don't allow anyone to label you. Don't allow anyone to stop you or shut you up. Don't allow anyone to tell you how you're supposed to be operating in the presence of God. Don't let nobody tell you what they think your gift should be or how you should release your gift from God. And to answer the question, when I got back home from that soaking session, I was soaking at home, I continue on to soaking at home. And then God began to, as I began to come out, I came out, and all the heaven was cheering on me. They were loving on me, like, wow, look at this. They know what's about to take place on earth. And I began to see God's, I saw only his knee down. 
He only showed, well, let me say waist down. And as I looked at his, the, this is the, the form of his legs. Just look at, just look at his legs by itself in the image. I'm telling you, that was powerful by itself. I didn't, I didn't have to see anything else. Just me seeing him sitting down. And as I saw him sitting down, he began to allow me to feel his might. Are you serious? I begin to feel his might, the might of God. God's might is his power, his strength. And as I begin to feel the might of God, he began to show me, he began to put, uh, release all the words that's been said in this season against this nation and what people are afraid of. I begin to see the word coronavirus. I begin to see the word debt and fear and government and, you know, um, people going home to be with God prematurely. And I begin to see sickness, disease, all these things that people were worried about and complained about and stressed out about and not sleeping at night and not going to God about and not praising because of or stop walking with God because of. I begin to see all of this deceit, all of these lies, all these forms of failure. And God began to show me his might and see, you see how low this, you see how high I am compared to these things that people exalt above my name? Do they know that this not, this not even can't come close to me? It was under, the reason why God showed me his legs and his feet because the things that he was showing me was under his feet. And what's under his feet is under you and I feet. The devil tries to throw great deception upon people by hiding your eyes from seeing, keeping your ears from hearing, and keeping your hearts from receiving, and definitely keeping your mouth from speaking. That's why it's so important to not be spiritually lazy. When God say get up, is he's telling you to get up for a reason, not for you to miss any sleep. When he tells you to lay down, he might want you to put you in a deep sleep just to give you a vision. Some of you got uh, you got gifts when you see only in your dream. See, I'm attuned to God. I know what he wants me to go to sleep. I know he wants me to wake up. So tuned to God. And I was also instructed never compare your gift with anybody else's gift. Not that saying that I do, not saying that I will, but it's very mindful to just have that in your heart. And I understand why now it was said to me. Because so many people and it shouldn't be that way. They feel as though, how come not them? Why you? Instead of being happy for what God put in you, they feel some kind of way because God didn't put it in them. And don't get too big headed for yourself. Big headed for yourself. Because God used you in a mighty way. Don't look down on people. Hallelujah. Stay broken. Broken mean the angel told me this morning, the same angel that didn't say a word, the one I was revealing to you guys about what Monday. That was like he take his he take his assignment seriously. He finally said something. 
I went to him and I just began to love on this angel in my corner of my wall. He put his arms around me. And what did I say again? Help me out. Hallelujah. <laughs> what did I say again? <laughs> Whatever I said, I was feeling like, um, oh God, I forgot. <laughs> I just said it. We'll bring it back to my memory. And then I was, and I was soaking. I seen an angel face imprinted in, on the floor. And the angel said to me, oh yeah, the angel said, okay, I'm gonna go back. I said, what, what does broken, what do broken really look like? What do broken really mean? When Jesus was broken for us, what does it mean? It means to be under total submission, to surrender. He spoke to me, he said, it means to surrender. Surrender means give your all. Jesus gave up everything for us. It was a transfer from what he was to what we was going through so we could go to where he is permanently. He became poor so we could be rich. That was a transfer. He became sick so we could be healed. I said, I'm not, I'm not shutting up on certain things I hear. I, I, I mean, some things it's okay to be quiet because you don't want to be you know, argumentative, and you already know it's no point of debating with the word of God. But when someone says something just straight foolishly, just speaking foolishness, you sit there and pray and pray and pray for people and ask people who wants to give their life or who wants uh, uh, you to pray for them, and yet you get in front of the whole world and say, You have this, the doctor said you have that, and you upset about it. What do you mean? You have what? No, you don't. You don't have anything but God. What are you talking about? How can you pray to this God who you serve and release the word that he's spoken and still speaking and has spoken concerning healing and yet you allow the devil to tell you you have something? I had to say something. Because we're going to stop we must stop saying we believe in God and then all of a sudden believe also what man has to say concerning the word of God and their own ability and how they interpreted God's word. So they say, okay, healing do belong to you, but there's a such thing of also being sick. Look what happened. People die. It's proof people die. Yeah, because of what they said. Because power, life, and death is in the tongue. They're not watching what they're saying. That's why it is what it is. I'm not going to be afraid. See, I'm coming away with God doing a fast. Because I'm going to stand on his word. And I'm going to stand on everything I got. I'm not holding back nothing. See, a lot of us holding back. I can drink a little wine, not. He's giving you new wine. Be sober. 
He giving you a, the presence of Holy Spirit who can make you drunk spiritually in His presence. It, it's the, it can't even compare to this earthly. Consider it's wine. It's so tampered with. It's so tampered with. All the chemicals they put inside, you have no idea what you put in your body, to be honest. Just for a high or a buzz. Read on it. It's not the same. They tamper with it so much. Causes you to want to have it even more. Just to make a dollar off of you in your pockets. Hallelujah. And because people do drink wine, don't think that you uh, sit there and teach on them or, or preach to them. Let God deal with it. You still love on them. Don't forget what God delivered you from. And I definitely would never forget what he brought me from. And what he's bringing me into currently. Hallelujah. Everybody might not be where you are. And it's okay. I told God, I said, I know that I am called to be married and have kids. And I said... Where my spouse, before we even get married, when he meet my family, I don't want to look at my life and consider everybody to walk like I'm walking because everybody is not where I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, God, I don't want him to, to, to think he's going to sit his parents. God said, there's no such thing as no perfect family. Everyone has people in their family who is not where they're supposed to be or who's, you know, Walk is different, or walk is not where yours yours are, or hung, may not be as hungry as you. Let me say that. We have members in our family who may not be hungry as you and I. There's no such thing as you thinking how you thinking it. A, a family without a mistake is no such thing. Hallelujah. The, the such thing is that we pray for one another, we still love on one another, and be there for one another. People are going to become envious of you because of the level of God on you. But the only way to overpower that envy is by loving on them. Love on that jealousy. Love on that envy. Love on that insecurity. That unforgiveness. By keep showing them love. It brings them to a place of shame. Which causes them to begin to feel guilty. And then they begin to be apologetic. And that's how the enemy become your footstool. Because he thought you were going to retaliate in anger. He was trying to get you out of your fruit. That happened to me. It happened to all of us. And it felt so good. Because I'm telling you how important praise is. It shuts and it confuses Satan so much because he's thinking that when he's throwing your way, you're supposed to be upset, but yet you're still giving forth praise. He don't know what to do now. His plan failed. Because you are aware of his plan. You are aware of his attacks, of his deceit. The more we walk with God, I told someone yesterday, my spiritual leader, I said, God is really, really being shown now in my life. I'm trying to tell you. They said, and we really, really, really can see it. And we're glad, so glad you're showing it. 
I got to remember that I'm not called to do what you do. We're not called to do what each other do, but we are called to do it accordingly in order together. However God calls you to be. <laughs> and then I said, God, there's actually someone out here like me. <laughs> oh my God. But it's amazing. And there's somebody out there like you. For you. And the more God begin to release everything, the more glory and glow, the more you begin to glow. God's glory is a glow. God's glory has a glow to it. You should be glowing. Because you are what God wants you to be. I'm so close to embracing my promise. I thank God for even giving me this promise. It means so much to me. I told God concerning the promises. There's no room for failure. There's no room for failure. It's only room to grow. To love. Be humble. Endure. Praise, worship, give thanks, tithe, offer, release, replenish, be fruitful. Allow God to be God, be led, be filled, walk in love. Hallelujah. I thank God for your life. I thank God for what he's doing in your life. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. God will bring people in your path. He wants you to pray for. And you know it's God because you see that person you would expect that that person wasn't supposed to be where that person is. Or you came across a person you normally don't see. Pray for them. I saw this guy on the bus and he was at the bus stop and I went out to go minister and I could see the blood stains on his clothes and he had on clothes that wasn't clean and he was sleep dozing off on the bench and God attracted me to this person. He drew me, me say that he drew me to this person. And when I came to this person, my brother in Christ. I said, uh, I didn't say anything. I looked at him. And he, and he woke up from a deep sleep and looked at me and said, do you want to sit down? I said, no, I'm okay. And immediately God's presence covered me so much that I had to walk away and go to a hiding place to somewhere over there at that station. And I cried out to God in spirit so much. I was groaning 
for this brother in Christ so much because he's been through so much. You can tell somebody had to go through something to be lying down on a bench with clothes that's almost tore off, blood all over the place, and yet you wake up and still ask me, do I want to sit down? Meaning you will deny your sleep, deny yourself to bless somebody else. You was going to stand up off the bench so I can sit down. In spite of everything the devil trying to bring you through and trying to take you through through lies and deception, you could have been angry. You could have been upset. You could have been hating the world, but yet you still have a heart because you asked me, do you want me to sit? Do I want to sit down? That's an act of love and caring. You still have care. You still have love. The devil don't have you. I said, God, next time I, I said, God, give him some warm food. Give him a warm place to stay and give him some clean clothes. But if I see him again, I must pray again. Went there again. Saw the person again. I kept praying. But then the person began to open up their mouth and talk to another person. And God began to show me, I see your heart. Let me show you why it is. Because you think, you, I don't want you to think that some people out here on the streets because they choose to be out here. Some people don't have, some people physical, I mean, some people resources have been given up on them. And, you know, they're just out there for a specific, specific season and reason. This person you cried out to me for chooses to be out here. And let me show you why. You begin to t- talk about this conversation. How you want to go and get this kind of uh, narcotics and how he enjoyed taking these pills and doing this and doing that, spending money on, you know, things to get you naturally high. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God said, just pray for his deliverance. Because he got places to go. He just choose not to go. He want to be where he is. So pray for his deliverance. God will show you things to pray for. Hallelujah. People ask me, how you become to be so bold? It's an anointing. And I'm going to tell you how. It's not just for me. It's for all of us to be bold for God. But my level of boldness go according to my calling. What I'm called to do, you may not be called. Or what you called to do, I might not be. You know, you understand? But it all starts from a place of surrendering, being broken, spending time with God. How are you going to want to be anointed and yet you don't even want to turn off the TV for a second? How are you going to want to go forth and take a nation where you're not doing nothing within your own four, four, four walls of your community? Come on. How hungry are you for God and for the things of God? Hallelujah. This is my time for now. I love you all so much. Great favor is yours. You are in your season, in your purpose. Enjoy every moment of it. I thank God for you. Know that God's might is available. God's power is available. His love is available. His presence is available. And everything in God's presence is what we all need. Being with our Father, spending time with God, talking to God, 
And she had an angel. I mean to tell you, and she had an angel imprinted on her floor. And he, his skin tone was the color of onyx. Very dark. He didn't have any hair. He was bald. He had big eyes, big bright eyes. And he was straight-faced. This angel that was imprinted on her floor while I was soaking. And I said, in the middle of my soaking, I looked up and seen that angel face. I said, wait, wait. Like, hey, what's up? You know, because I'm used to seeing that. I opened up myself to that at a very young age. So it's, I'm very familiar with it. And when you become familiarized with what God is doing, he, make, he, he calls you to receive more. You grow because you hunger for more of it. So I'm quick to identify angels very quickly and heavenly hosts. Oh, very quickly. I seen chariots all in her house. And I said, okay, um, I asked the angel, I said, right, did you come in here with me or, or are you, or do you live here? That was, that, I don't know. What made me say that? That's what I just said to the angel. And the angel said nothing. He just looked at me and I just looked back <laughs> and I said, well, okay, I guess you're not going to answer. It's for a reason. So I began to worship and I'm going to let it distract, you know, distract my worship. And then this morning, the angel came in my, I mean, no, yesterday before I took a nap, the angel said my name. He said my name, he gave me his name, Sam. I said, okay, Sam. And he said, I didn't say anything because I wasn't commissioned to say anything. I was only commissioned to show my face in the midst of your worshiping and soaking unto God. That soaking was so necessary and so important to God that he told me to be quiet during that time and just watch. And that's what I was commissioned to do. It's not that I wasn't answering you or being mean or ignoring you. I was not commissioned to answer until now. You are exposed. Exposed you are. Now receive everything that's coming your way. Everything. Your life is forever changed. Your heart is fixed. Before you call, God already came through. No matter how big it is or what you want, you touch God's heart. You touch God's heart so much that his ears are always tuned very closely to the sound of your voice, child. You can get whatever you want only because you're synchronized to what on earth as it is in heaven. And God know what I asked for. <laughs> Even though I'm preparing for it. Within my reach, I said, go God, I want that right now. He said, you have your now. Do you see what's taking place now? You're in the now. Look at the changes. Listen to the different words that you're speaking or you're hearing from your promises. Look at the time. Observe. Watch. And listen. Listen and watch. And then begin to speak 
And what you're seeing and what you're hearing, the more you speak, that shall happen. Because what you saw has already happened. You're just confessing it to the natural realm for the full manifestation. Are you happy? I say, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I answer quickly. You didn't even get just a finish. Are you? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, God, oh, so, some things I'm waiting to share. That's one of the things I wait to share, God. <laughs> God has a very, very playful side. My God. I'm so ready to share to the world God's playful side. Hallelujah. He's very playful at times. He loves us so much. Don't you let the devil tell you it's okay to do that thing. It's not okay. You know it's not okay. You know it's not okay. Don't do it. You know what to say and what not to say? Don't say it. You know what not to hear and what words to hear? Don't listen. You know what to see and keep your eyes apart. Don't turn around. Don't turn to the side. Keep your focus. I told Jesus one time, I said, Jesus, no, I asked him, I said, how did you complete your assignment like that? How did you complete it? How did you stay focused like that? He said, because I didn't look to the left. I didn't look to the right. I just kept my eyes focused on what was before me. I saw it already done first. So then I know that what I saw already, it already came to pass due to my willingness to keep my eyes focused and carry it out. Just like that. Everyone has a weakness, you know, when I use the word weakness, something they need to work on and grow on. I have, I have really grown in the area of fasting. And I mean fasting from food, not TV, that's easy. Not giving up negative conversation. I don't speak negative anyway. That's nothing. Mine was giving up food. And not just, oh, no meat, no sweets. No, food completely for a certain period of time. Or giving up certain foods for a certain period of time. And as soon as I said, God, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to fast. That's the moment my, my stomach all of a sudden begin to get hungry. I'm like, are you serious? It's so much easier to say I'm going to fast when you're full. Hallelujah. God knows I like to feast. I like, I like to eat. And I'm not by myself. But at the same time, you have to teach your flesh how to become sub, under total submission unto your spirit. Your flesh shouldn't tell you when to eat, how much to eat. You tell your flesh what you're going to eat. How much you're going to... Now, it's okay to have moments where you feast. It's, trust me. Yes. Feasting is happening in heaven all the time. That's all God does. He don't eat small meals. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Let me get back to focus. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um... The thing is, the point 
the, the point is, I'm bringing it all the way back. I went too far. Bringing it all the way back. I don't went all the way to meals and fasting. But the reason why I say fasting, because God will call you to a fast. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God will call you to a fast. He will lead you to a fast. But then when now when you are, you already been, you know, aware of him leading you to a fast, now he want to put you in a place where you could go on your own willingly. Not also be, be drawn. You understand? So enjoy your day. Know that greater is our God. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Peace.